Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Hello there. I'm Naomi Tucker, your host here on the Planners on Purpose podcast. I hope you're doing wonderfully well and that you are leading a life that you love and that you're living and loving and being on purpose about your life. For those that don't know me, I am an event professional turned business strategist and burnout prevention coach, and I help empower event professionals to stress less and live more. So if you are new to me, or if you've been around for some time, I just want to say welcome. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but the time and place that I'm at right now, we're wrapping up another work week. And as the day comes to a close, it's easy to think about how much work actually got done this week. Do you do that? Just evaluate, hmm, what did I actually get done? What do I still need to do? And you usually find out that there's a lot of busy things that we do throughout our days, but when it comes to the actual work, sometimes it can be slim. And we can't always blame time, can we? Because everyone always has the same amount of time during the day. They have 24 whole hours, and everyone has a say as to how they actually spend that time. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, the difference between the person that gets much done and the person that doesn't check off all of their marks on their to-do list is actually how they got the work done. Because really, it's the how that matters, how you work matters. And to bring some more context, I wanted to share with you a snippet from an article in Forbes written by Shani Harmon. This article was titled, The Problem Isn't How Much We Work, It's How We Work. And I thought that there was a really great insight in this article that can really help what I wanted to share with you today. What Shani says is, quote, knowledge workers spend more than 25% of their work week in meetings For executives, this jumps to more than half. Layer on the nearly 30% of the day, we spend reading and answering emails, and 55 to 80% of your week is gone. Factor in quick questions over I am, the cognitive load of task switching, putting out fires, and you'll find that there isn't much time left for your actual work. Now, this article, it goes on to say, this is why work-life balance initiatives actually fail, because it isn't just a yoga class that solves the problem. And I would even go so far as saying that neither is taking a day off or that vacation actually solves the problems. Those don't technically solve the problem. They can make things better for a little while, but it truly comes down to evaluating how you work. And that's 
most of what I share here on the podcast because how you work really matters and how you utilize your time can make an actual impact on sustaining long-term stress-free environments and sustaining long-term success. Just merely looking at the fact that on average, 35% of our time spent in meetings are usually wasted due to being just completely unnecessary or just not planned well. So when you look at this in context of how many meetings you may have on your calendar, can you pick out that 35%? Perhaps you could have given anything to have a little bit of your life back for a particular meeting. Can you easily think of that one meeting or at least half of a meeting that wasn't worth your time this week? And if you can, then maybe we're getting somewhere. Many times, this is the first step to us getting more time back into our lives. The key is managing the time and doing the work differently to give you more freedom and allow you to get done the items that you really need to do. And in the last podcast episode, I actually talked about some of the steps that you can take to either number one, eliminate, number two, automate, and number three, delegate your work so that you can just see more clearly, feel better about your work, feel more free, gain more time back. So as you reflect on this week and really go into the next week, you know, whenever you're working on this, just really reflecting on the week and where you're at now, let's start setting up a strategy for the next week. And in order to do that, I have some questions for you that can help you look at things a little bit more differently. The first question is, what meetings do you have on your calendar next week that can be adjusted and completed more effectively? Meaning, if you have a meeting that has an hour on your calendar and you know an email is going to squash that meeting, can you just send the email and remove that one-hour meeting off your calendar? There are many other ways to look at this. Perhaps there's a meeting that's on your calendar for an hour, but you know you can get the time done in 15 minutes. Or perhaps you have multiple meetings on your calendar for with the same person talking about different events or different things. Maybe you can consolidate all of those meetings into one meeting and then just handle every single thing that you have to do with that person. That is how you work a little differently. The second question is, what behaviors can you adopt that align more to ensure that your calendar is more clear in the future? And so what we would be doing is taking a look at when something does come in in the future, how can you ensure that your calendar is more clear? So this might mean, especially with the previous examples that we had, that if a calendar request comes in for you to basically meet with someone about a meeting and you know that you can get them to answer differently, instead of having that meeting go on your calendar, perhaps you send them an email or just let them know, hey, this can be done in 15 minutes, so can we just block 15 minutes of time? So ensuring that you are adopting behaviors that are going to always be protecting your calendar time. So question number three that I would love for you to reflect on as you are setting up your next week is what other behaviors can you instill to make sure that you're eliminating your tasks before they land on your desk, 
delegating and gaining support for the tasks that aren't your forte, or automating to have systems repeatedly do a task or process for you. Okay, so this is just looking at what can you do to ensure that you can eliminate tasks before they land on your desk, delegate and gain support from the tasks that just don't work for you or automate systems repeatedly to do a task or process. And really think about those things. Take each specific area. Go to the last podcast episode that I I did and really take a look at that and write down ways that you can make those easier for yourself and then actually implement them (laughs) because it really is going to be very helpful for you because what this is doing is helping you to work differently. And that's what you need in order to have some, get some more freedom to get more done and to gain a little bit more bandwidth in your life. The last question I have for you to reflect on is how can you gain your leader's attention to be more aware of this thought process and how can you support workplace culture to do the same? That's a really good question. It's a good question because if you're in an organization that has, let's say, a certain culture of busy that everyone is working a particular way, what can you do in order to gain more awareness from the role that you're in? Maybe it's sharing an article. Maybe it's talking to your leader in a way to bring some helpful tips to them. Perhaps it's bringing in, you know, a consultant or a coach to be able to help your team with these types of things. What can you do in order to really help make do make this different and make it bigger than just where you are because it's all about changing workplace culture. So really just think about how can you get your leader's attention? If you're a business owner, how can you help others in your organization to think differently? And can you instill different processes to help? Again, these are good questions to have to reflect on and really act upon so that you can not just think about all the things that you have to do and what you're working on, but really understanding the how behind you getting it done. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, please stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.